Thank you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church, Dundalk. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I'll tell you what, guys, for you guys who weren't here, y'all missed an amazing service on Wednesday. Y'all missed Jason Cooney coming down, throwing down in the word. I was, man, I was blessed to hear you, brother. It was, it was great. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It was a blessing to see him get up. You know, it's amazing seeing people step into their calling, step into their destiny. I mean, it, I'm telling you, I don't think there's anything more than I enjoy seeing is people taking that, that step of faith, people just walking into what God is asking them to do. And I'm telling you, because I, I know what it's like. I know that, that fear, that, that, you know, that, that you know, t- timidity and everything else that comes along with it. But to, see, but to see them walk into these things, man, it's a blessing. And I'm telling you, church, it's not just him. I see, I get the privilege of seeing many of you guys in here, you know, stepping into that. And then I'm believing for the other ones to begin to step into what God has for them. Because how many of y'all know God has a destiny for each and every one of you? It's not just a couple. He didn't, he didn't, prefer, he didn't prefer Christian over me. He didn't prefer me over, over Paul. He didn't prefer Donna. Well, he does prefer Donna. No, but he, he didn't prefer anyone over anyone else. He prefers us all. Amen. And he has something amazing for each and every one of you. If you'll yield to it, if you'll keep your ears open, if you'll begin to step when the Spirit of God begins to lead you. This is what we've been talking about, right? Being led by the Spirit of God. We spent, what, two months on this now. I'm telling you, this is my hope, this is my prayer that you're actually getting something from this, that you're, that you're actually able to apply something into your life because I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost wants to lead you. He wants to direct you. He wants to make your paths straight. He, want, he, want, he wants to lead you and get you out of the pitfalls if you will open up your ears. Amen. Now, now many things that we've talked about, hopefully you grab hold of things that we should not be yielding to. Amen. But you're also grabbing hold of the word and allowing, putting your faith and trust in the Holy Spirit and allowing him to lead us. Amen. Why? Because what does Hebrews 13, 5 says, we went on this a couple weeks ago, that the Lord says he never will leave us, nor will he forsake us. He'll never, he will never abandon us. I like how one translation says, he will never lose his grip upon you. Amen. God has a grip. He has like a bear hug upon you, not wanting to let you go. Now, listen, you can push away. You can walk away and say, ah, I don't want to do that. I want to go this direction. We can do that as Christians. We can't. He's not going to force you into a certain direction. But God says, his thoughts, his desires, what he desires to do is grab a hold of you and never let you go, church. We need to get to that place where we, where we allow him to grab a hold of us. You know, you know I was just studying the word like I, like I normally do during the week, and I, and I, I, I popped over to Psalms uh, 71 in the Passions Translation. And, and, I, and, and I, w- I want to make a point here before I get started here. You know, in Psalm 71, I'm just going to lead, I'm gonna, uh, in the Passion, I'm going to read the first 12 verses here, so bear with me here for a second. It says, Lord, you are my secure shelter. Don't ever let me down. Your justice be, uh, let your justice be my breakthrough. He goes, bend low to my whispered cry and save me from all my enemies. You are the only place of protection for me. He goes, I keep coming back to hide myself in you. And you are like a mountain cliff, a fortress where I'm kept safe. He goes, let me escape from these cruel and wicked men and save me from the hands of the evil one. For you are my only hope. 
For you are my only hope, Lord. He goes, I've hung on to you, trusting in you in all my life. He goes, it was you who supported me from the day I was born, loving me, helping me through all my life's journeys. He goes, you made me into a miracle. No wonder I trust you and praise you forever. He goes, many marvel at my success. He goes, but I know it's all because of you. You are my mighty protector. He goes, I'm overflowing with your praise and all that you've done. Your splendor and your thrill, uh, your splendor thrills me all day long. He goes, and this is what I want to get to here in verse nine. He says, but now that I'm old, he goes, don't set me aside. Don't let me go when my strength is spent. For all my enemies whisper behind my back. He goes, they're they're waiting for me to, to fall so that they can finish me off. They're convinced you've left me and that you'll never come to my rescue. They're saying, let's get him now. He has no savior. He goes, oh God, stay close unto me. Don't just watch me from a distance. Hurry up, hurry up and help me. Hurry up and help me. Now, now as I say those things, I'm telling you, those are some beautiful words written by, by a great prophet and a great king of the Old Testament. But as I read through those, you know, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He's like, he goes, this, this is a lot of the problem with the church. He always likes to, he always likes to tell, he always likes to tell me what problems are, you know? And I say, well, what is this? He goes, most of the church, they like to read through the Psalms, they're reading through the old covenant, they're reading through all these amazing ministers of old. And he says, they, they grab a hold of these prayers and they try to put them to their life right now. They try to apply it to their right life right now, but I'm telling you, a lot of these prayers are out of faith. Why? Because they're in a different covenant than we are, church. Now, it doesn't mean that David was wrong. It doesn't mean Solomon's wrong. It doesn't mean that Elijah or any of these other men were, they're doing wrong things. No, but they were in a different covenant. See, we as the body of Christ need to come into the position to understand where we are, what we're standing, what God has placed on the inside of us, what word he's given us, what applies to us right now. Because see, see, we don't have to beg God to come to our side. We don't have to beg God to come do something for us. God is within us. You don't have to beg him to come. He's here. He's here. It's not come to, come to my rescue. He's here. Now, now listen, I'm not saying we don't go and ask God. We don't, we don't ask God to do things on our behalf. But church, we're, we don't beg God to do things for us. We are his children. We're not just his servants anymore. We are, we are the children of the living God. He has made you the temple where the spirit of God dwells on the inside of you. We don't have to, to push towards these things. Listen, church, all we need to do, we request, and then what do we do? We bend our ear to him. Not, Lord, bend your ear to me. No, no, you make a request and you bend your ear to him and hear what he has to say. See where he's directing you. See where he's leading you. Seeing where he's directing you in your life. It's not, it's not a begging game, church. See, this begging game is an out-of-faith game, and it will get you nothing from the things of God. We need to get to the place where we understand what the word said, what the Holy Ghost has spoken to us in the word, and then what, how it relates to each and every one of us. And I'm telling you, church, God is desiring to meet your needs, but we got to listen to him. He's desiring to put things in your hand, but you, but you got to have your hands open. He's desiring to do all kinds of amazing things in our life, but we have to come to him in the proper, the proper way uh, to where we can receive. Amen. We, we're new covenant people. We've been made new. 
I mean, this, this, this is, this is yeah, something that you've probably heard a million times, but church, we need to get it in our head. We've been made new. What does 2 Corinthians 5.17 say? Is that anyone that is in Christ, anyone that has been engrafted with Christ, anyone that's been made one with Christ, we are a new creature. We're a new creation. God has made each and every one of us new to where we can house his glory. We can house the kingdom of God. We can be led by him. We can be directed by him. We can be, we can be sons and daughters. We can be the we of God, as we talked about last week. We can be the we of God. I'm telling you, God desires to move through us. He desires to speak to us. He, li- he desires to dwell with us. He desires to, to lead us, guide us, and direct us in all things. I'm telling you, church, God desires to speak to you, but you got a ear to hear. You know, we've been talking about this and and uh, and on Wednesdays on the, on, on the letters of the church, you know, he always says, he who has an ear, to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the churches. Do you have an ear to hear with what the Lord is saying? You know, I got a lot of friends that uh, they come from denominational Christianity or, or the Reformed Church or whatever that might be, and they, they like to come at me because they know, how, they know the, what I believe and how I preach, and they say, you know, God doesn't speak to us. God will only speak to you. God will only speak to you through His Word. This is the only way that God speaks to us. And I say, I, I and I can agree with that to a certain extent. I'm telling you, when you when you get into the Word and you you're filled up with the Holy Ghost, it will come alive to you, and the Holy Ghost will speak to you, teach you through this Word. It's so important for you to study the Word. It's so important. This is how God's going to talk to you a lot of the time. Amen. But it's not how God always speaks to us. It's not how God always leads us. Amen. God has given us his spirit to where he will lead us. He will guide us and he will direct us. But we have to have ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is having to say. Church, he would not, he did not start the church off 2000 years ago in the book of Acts. As you can see and the Holy Ghost was speaking to him. Angels were coming. Amazing visions and dreams were happening. Great things were happening. But, but you see, you see, a, you see a common core here. The Holy Ghost was always leading them in everything they did. They never took a step without him leading them. How would he start us off? How would he start the church off in this direction and then stop it? And say, oh, well, well, now you're, you're, you're 20 years into the game. You're 100 years. You're 1,000 years in the game. Now you don't need the leading of the Holy Ghost. All you need is the word. That, 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 is, that is not what as many that are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Amen. We got to get to that place where we not only understand what God is trying to tell us, but dig into it. I'm telling you, church, this is why I say don't, don't lean into denominational thinking. Don't, don't allow your interpretations of the word to tell you what it is. You know, are, are, how many know your interpretation of the word is useless? You know, there's a lot of people like, well, how do you interpret this? I don't, I don't interpret anything in the word. I read the word at face value and I let it speak to me. I don't interpret it because my interpretation means nothing. All it is is an opinion on what the word has to say. It'll speak for itself. The word will speak for itself. Amen. I don't let, we don't let, uh, we don't let, you know, things that happen in our life, experiences tell us what the word will do and what the word will not do. Amen. Uh, listen, I'll tell you what, I don't place any value. I don't place any value on ex- uh, experiences that the word, is, that it's not in the scripture. Let me say that a little more clearly. I don't, I don't place any value on any experience you can have that is not scriptural. Amen. But see, I don't minimize anything in the scripture that I haven't experienced. Do you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? 
See, what, this, this is what it is. I, I know there's angels in this room. I know they're in here. I know the Holy Ghost is in here. I know Jesus is walking amongst this church right now, sitting here listening to everything that I'm saying, listening to the thoughts that are going through your head. He's here with us. I know that. Why? Because the Word says it. I don't have to see it. Now, if God was to open up my, my spiritual eyes with the discerning of spirits, I'd see these things happening, right? But, but it's not, but I have faith and I know it's happening. I don't have to experience it to know it's real. Why? Because I have faith in what the word says. But see, there's experiences that people have. I don't, I don't, put, I don't, put, I don't put any value in gold dust. I don't put any value in gems coming, appearing in people's pockets. I don't put any value in the stigmatas. I don't put any value in statues crying. Why? Because they're not scriptural. They're not scriptural. Now, now I'm not saying God can't do these things. I'm telling you, I don't put any value in it. I don't put any value in it. Why? Because the word and the Holy Ghost needs to be our boundary in everything. See, it'll keep us from going in the ditch on the left-hand side and getting too, getting too liberal, but it'll keep us from going in the ditch on the right-hand side where we can't receive nothing. Amen. We got to allow the Holy Ghost and we got to allow the Word to be our, our boundary to keep us from going into the ditch in anything we do. Amen. He'll keep us spiritually driving in the right direction. Our God is that good. You know, how many people have heard this, uh, this statement that experience is the greatest teacher? Amen. I've heard it a million times. That's a lie. Experience is not the greatest teacher. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost and the Word of God are the greatest teachers. You say, oh, come on, Pastor. If you haven't experienced it, no. All right, you come over here and let me put your hand out front. I'm going to smack it with a hammer, right? I'm, if I'm going to tell you you're going to hurt, would you rather me smack it with a hammer or would you rather, or you rather me just tell you it's going to hurt if I hit you with a hammer? You say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to let you hit my hammer. Why? Has anyone ever done it? Do you know it hurts? Hmm? Yeah, Paul's like, yeah, I've done it. I've done a finger. I haven't done my hand, but I've done a finger. So you don't have to have the experience to know those things are true. You just know they're true. Amen? It's the same thing with the Word. we got to begin to believe the things that God actually says He will perform. He'll do these things. The leading of the Spirit, when He leads us into a direction, He's not leading you into a pitfall. He's not leading you into a snare. He's not going to lead you into sickness. He's not going to lead you into, into something that's going to hinder you or harm you. You just got to begin to trust that leading on the inside of you and begin to step. And begin to step. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what circumstances look like. Begin to trust. You say, well, what if I make a mistake? Who cares? Who cares if you make a mistake? I'm telling you, I make mistakes all the time on the leading of the Holy on being led by the Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you, the more my mature I get in the things of God, the less mistakes I make. Why? Because see, when you begin to hear the Spirit of God trying to lead you, or you feel this guiding on the inside of you, you you're like, man, man, it's so, it's so, I can barely hear anything. I can barely, I don't know if that's God. I don't know if it is God. But I'm telling you, when you get some practice or experience in those things of trusting Him, I'm telling you, it's like it's loud, like a buzzer going off on the inside inside of you. You have no doubt. You just begin to step. And then, you know, when you do make a wrong step, you have the Holy, when the Holy Ghost tells you, now you messed up, go this direction. You have no problem moving that direction. Amen. It's just as simple as that, but we got to get to this place of trusting. Amen. Trusting. Now remember, where does the Holy Ghost speak? Where does he speak? He does not speak to your minds. Amen. Remember in Proverbs 20 verses, uh, 
27, it says the spirit of man is what? Is the candle of the Lord. It's the light of the Lord. It is the torch of the Lord. It is the flashlight of the Lord shining upon your spirit, right? Shining upon you. It is searching the inward parts of the belly. Why? Because God will not speak to your minds. He does not speak to your minds. When you get something in your mind, I'm telling you, it can be your flesh or it can be the adversary speaking to your mind, but God will always speak unto your spirit. Amen. You say, well, how do I know if it's, it's something from here going down or something from here coming up? How, how do I know? How do I know what, what's what? How do I decipher between the two? You go to the word, right? We go to the word. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides what? The soul and it divides the spirit. It, it, it'll make a clean cut in those things. And then what else do you do? We pray in the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Spirit. You pray in the Spirit, just like Brother Jason was talking about on Wednesday. You pray in the Spirit. The more you pray in the Spirit, I'm telling you, you'll be able to decipher. Because I'm telling you, I can, I can start praying right now, and my mind can go a million miles an hour in a different direction. But I can decipher between the two. Amen? But the more you spend time in the Spirit, church, the more time you'll be able to decipher when your mind's telling you to do something and when the Holy Ghost or when the Spirit is trying to do something. Amen? Now listen. are three different categories here. We've been talking, we've talked many times on how the Holy Ghost will not lead us, amen? How he will not lead us. And I'm telling you, church, if you can listen to anything I have to say, stop seeking on how the Holy Ghost does not lead you, amen? You say, how does he not lead you? He's not gonna lead you by the prophets, amen? Stop seeking after the prophets to get a word to rule and reign in your life to where it tells you what to do. They will confirm things in your life, but they are not going to lead you. The New Testament prophet doesn't lead us, amen? Stop, stop relying on your callings, your, your, your call or your gifts that God's placed on the inside of you to lead you. God is not going to lead you by that. He's not going to lead you by the gifts of the Spirit. He can confirm things, but he's not going to lead you by them. He's not going to lead you by fleeces. Stop putting out fleeces to see, well, maybe God will do it. Maybe he won't do it. God's not going to lead you by a fleece. God does not lead us by the fleece. He doesn't lead us by our minds, and he does not lead us in these things anytime. I'm telling you, church, he doesn't lead us by gold dust either. That is not a witness that there is the presence of the Lord is in a place. The witness of that is the word. The witness of that is the word, and it is, and it is our spirit. Now, he will sometimes lead us by what? by the supernatural spectacular, the amazing things. An angel coming down and visiting you, giving you, you know, telling you some things by a, a dream or a vision or even God speaking out loud, his the authoritative voice of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes he will lead you by this fashion. Sometimes he will lead you by this fashion. You say, well, why only sometimes? I like that. It's a lot easier to understand. It's a lot easier to pinpoint when God leads me that direction. Sometimes because it don't take a whole lot of faith to be led that direction. It doesn't take a whole lot of faith to be led that direction. God wants to lead us by what? He wants to lead us by his spirit. He wants to lead us by his spirit in everything that he does. Amen? In everything he does. Now, how is that? He leads us by this inward witness that we're going to talk today, and by the still, small voice. He leads us by the inward witness or the still, small voice. And I'm telling you, the inward witness, this drawing on the inside of us by the Holy Ghost, it is the most prevalent way God will lead you in everything you do. I'm saying 99.9% .9 of the time, this is the way God's going to lead you. And, I'm and with that being said, it takes 100% faith to be led by it. Because it's not spectacular. 
It's not a spectacular leading, but it is a leading. It is, and it is powerful. It is supernatural. It just is not spectacular. Amen. Now go with me over here to Romans chapter eight. These verses, I just want to touch on them again before I got off in a different direction last week. In uh, verse uh, 14 here, we know this uh, foundational scripture here. It says, for as many that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the weos of God. They are the mature children of God. This is where we get the passions translation that says, you know, the mature children of God, the, the weos of God are those who moved by the impulses of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit. He says in verse 15, he says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again, unto fear. No, we've received that spirit of freedom. He goes, But you've received that spirit of adoption, wherever we cry, Abba, Father. That spirit of adoption that we talked about last week. It's not, a, it's not the spirit of adoption like a contract. It's the, it's the adoption like an oeothesia. Right, it's the placement of a mature son. You know, placing a mature son into that into that place where he gets that signet ring on his finger. He gets the daddy's the daddy's robe, and he begins to operate on behalf of the father. This is where God is desiring to get each and every one of us to where you have a, a wheel theseus ceremony, to where we get we get to become mature. That when when God says something, we begin to do it. We begin to take him at his word and begin to operate in it. You say, man, I hear you talking about healing and authority and prosperity. I hear you talking about all these things, but these things aren't operating in our life. I'm telling you, if these things don't operate in your life, you need to mature up in the things of God. You need to mature up. If you're, if you're commanding demons to leave and you see them, still see them wandering around you, it's not because you don't have that authority. Amen. The authority is on the inside of you. The authority is by, by, the, by the Holy Ghost. The authority is by the name of Jesus. The authority is by our Father. Amen. But we have to grow into the things of God. We have to mature into these things of God where they can fully function. Amen. And not be like an adolescent, which is talking about here in verse 16. For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the what? We're the technon, the adolescent of God. Amen? The adolescent children of God. And if, and if the technon, if that adolescent, then we are heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. What is this saying? You don't have to be mature to be an heir. As soon as we, get, as soon as we come into the family of God, you have full, full, the fullness of what God has for you. You're an heir to everything already, but to be able to operate in those things it may take a little bit of maturity. May take a little maturity. Maturity in what? Knowing what the word says. Maturity in what? And learning to lead, being led by the Holy Spirit. It's a maturity of the things of God. Why? Because the Spirit Himself, what? He bears witness with what? With our spirit. He bears witness with our spirit. He testifies, He guides to our spirit. In 1 John 5:10, it says, He that believes on the Son of God hath the witness. He has this testifying. He has this guiding in himself. Where is this in himself? Where is this witness? This witness is in your spirit. This witness is in the, the hidden man of the heart. This is, this is the witness on the inside. It is your spirit man where God will witness. It's the spirit man where God will give a testimony, where he'll testify, where he'll lead and guide and direct each and every one of us. Amen. Now, as, I'm, as, I, talk to these, uh, as I talk through these things today, church, my, my aim as I, as I start talking about the inward witness, witness is not to give you a permission to do it because God's already given you that. It's to give you a freedom to trust what the Holy Ghost is saying in the word. It's to have a trust, you know, grab a hold of what he's saying to where you can trust in those things to where you can begin to step out and see what he has for each and every one of us. Amen. Because I'm telling you, any of us that have been reborn, 
You know, just like we talked last week, we need to clothe ourselves what, with the word. We, you clothe yourself with the word, but you got to allow the Holy Ghost to put you on like a glove. You got to allow him to clothe himself with you, right? To where he can move you, lead you, guide you, direct you. Amen. But we clothe ourselves with the word. We have to have both of these things coming on and we have the ability for both of them. I mean, we all have the ability for both of these things. I mean, we just need to stop fighting against it. Stop fighting against the leading of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, the problem is not that the Holy Ghost doesn't want to lead you. The problem is you fight against it. Amen. The problem is you're not listening. You don't want to do what he has to say. You want to do what your flesh wants to do, what your mind wants to do, what your friends want to do. Amen. But we need to lead, uh, allow ourselves to release ourselves to trust fully in the Holy Spirit and allow him to lead us and direct us in each way. So the inward witness, what is to be led by the inward witness is to be led by faith by the inward witness. Amen? Because it takes faith. It takes a, a confidence in the Word, a confidence in the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Why? Because like I said earlier, it's not spectacular. It's not spectacular. It's not like a, an angel coming down and telling you something. It's not like a, an amazing vision where, where everything's are, are, are going on around you. It's not spectacular like that. It's not like going, whoa, God just spoke to me if he spoke out loud. Amen? It's quiet. It's sensitive. We need to be sensitive to the things of God, sensitive to the Spirit of God, sensitive to what His Word says to where we can allow ourselves. I'm telling you, church, if you're not, you're going to miss it. See, we got not blaming things on God. God, why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't you show this coming up? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't you do this? Why? No, God's already done these things, but we need to tune our ear in to where we can hear on how God desires to, to lead us. Amen? Now, I describe, I describe the... The inward witness like a pulling. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a speaking. It's a pulling on the inside of you. It's like, it's like you know, have any, of you got a, have any of you guys ever had a magnet on the bottom side of the table and put a magnet on the top? And, you know, you can, you can move that magnet and the, and the magnet on top, they'll, they'll both move together. You know, there's just a little bit of, there's a little bit of strength there, you know, but it, it moves and it'll, it'll go back and forth. But see, you know what you can do? You also put your hand on that magnet and you continue to move the one on the bottom and it won't move anymore. See, this is, this, is, this is the way the Holy Ghost leads us, amen? Now, he's gently pulling us in a direction. It's like a magnetic pull, amen? Now, now you, can, you can go with it. You can flow freely with it as long as you want to, but anytime you decide to pull back against it, you can walk away from it at any time, at any time. That's why it takes faith to do these things. You know, I have an Irish wolfhound at home. Yeah, I don't know if any of y'all, if y'all like big dogs. I'm telling you, that, I, those are the best dogs. Irish make good dogs. I mean, it's the most sweet, loving dog, huge but a sweet, loving dog, amen? I think, I think it loves Zoe more than it loves me. But anyhow, it is a good dog. Now, with this big dog, amen, that has a mind of its own, I can have a lead in my hand, and I can be walking on this lead. Now, at any time she wants, she can jerk at that lead out of my hand because she is strong enough. She can jerk it out of my hand and go, go run after a, a bird or whatever it is she's going, she's going after. Any time she wants to do that, she can, especially if I'm holding it nice and loose, Amen. But see, as she grew up, as she, as she starts to mature and she begins to trust me, amen, we can be, we can be walking down. I, just hold, I can hold the lead nice and, nice and soft. And if she feels a little bit of slack in that lead, you know, she, she speeds up a little bit. Why? Because she knows, she knows that nice position she wants to be. If she feels a little bit of tug on her neck because I'm walking slower than she is, she'll slow down the pace just a little bit. If she feels, if she feels a little tug, me going to the right, she, she doesn't look and growl. She just gently comes the same direction. You know, Leah 
can probably tell you a little bit about this. When you get on a horse, you know, and you can give, you can give pressure with your legs, and when they'll go away from that pressure and move. It's the easiest way to open and shut gates, amen? Instead of jerking them around here and there, you can, give them, you can get them leg signals. But all these things come from trust. They come from trust. See, Molly, my wolfhound, she did, not, she did not get to this place where she can be led and guided by me, by me beating the tar out of her. Amen? The Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, he's not going to come beat the tar. He's not going to come at you at the whip. He's not, he's not going to punish you for, for missing his leading. He's not going to do those things. Amen? These things come by a trust. They come by a trusting. They come by a leading on the inside of us. Amen? It's a... It's a, not a beating into submission. It's a, it's a loving into submission. Amen? A loving into submission. But I want to tell you, church, it, it can take time to build up. Just like it took time to build up that relationship with my dog. <laughs> It'll take time to build up that, that place where you trust the Holy Ghost to where it doesn't matter if he says, you know what, you need to do that. And everything in the world, every person, every, every thought is going against it. You'll, just, you'll, you'll begin to go with it. Why? Because you know, just like my dog, you'll know that everything he's doing, he's trying to protect you. He's trying to guide you. He's trying to keep you out of harm's way. He sees the snares that are in front of you, and he wants to move you out of that direction. But you're going to have to listen to that slight leading that's on the inside of you. You know, it's like a, this inward witness. It's like, it's like a spiritual perception. Let me give you a couple examples here. You know, in Acts chapter 15, verse 28, you know, this is when Paul and Barnabas were out preaching the word of God, you know, wreaking havoc everywhere they went, planting churches, doing great things, signs, wonders, and miracles were following them. And then you had a bunch of Judaizers that came up on the backside of them and said, man, you guys are doing things wrong. You know, y'all need to follow the law as well. You need to get circumcised. You know, if you really want to be a Christian, you got to do this plus this. Amen. And, and there, Paul's like, I, I don't believe them. We have freedom in Christ. We have freedom in this. You know, look at the things that are coming after us. Anyhow, Paul says, you know what? I'm, well, me and Barnabas, we're going to, we'll go back to Jerusalem. We'll go back and talk to the apostles. I find that amazing that the guy that wrote two thirds of the New Testament went back into the apostles and, and submitted himself unto them saying, what do you guys think about this? said, so what do you think about this? He goes, man, I've been, we've been planting churches. People are getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. Gentiles all over Asia, all over Greece. They're, they're speaking in tongues. They're laying hands on the sick. Amazing things are happening everywhere we go. And we're preaching freedom. This is exactly what we're preaching right here. This is what we're preaching. And the apostles, or Pastor James, you know, came back to me and said, for it seems good for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us, right? It seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay no greater burden on them besides these necessary things. Don't eat, don't eat meat offered to idols. Don't eat anything strangled. Don't eat anything with blood. And don't yield yourself into fornication. Any of these things that were, that were leading into paganism. Amen? But I want you to pay attention there. What did they say? They didn't say, God said. And God told them this. No, it's, it seemed good to me into the Holy Ghost. It seemed, it's a seeming on the inside of you. It's a seeming. And, and Luke, in Luke uh, chapter one, verse three, you know, him talking to Theophilus here, he says, it seemed good to me also having a, a perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus. Now, what was this? He's saying, he's saying, I, even though I wasn't, even though I'm not a Jew, even though I didn't, I wasn't under Jesus's ministry, I wasn't a disciple of Jesus. I was a disciple of Paul. It seems good to me, it seems good to me in the Holy Ghost to, to, to write this letter unto you. 
This is that inward witness. This is that inward witness there being, it's a seeming on the, it wasn't, it wasn't God speaking directly. It was a seeming, amen. It's a spiritual perception. You know, you, uh, <laughs> you know, T.L. Osborne, you know, he, he talks about this. He said, we as the body of Christ, we need to get back to this place where we, where we mind the things and mind how we say things to be clearly. Because see, most Christians, especially when you're kind of around our company where, where we know the Holy Ghost speaks, we know these things and we, and we yield them to these things. When we, start, when we speak like that, when we get around people that, that, don't, that, that don't know how to be led by the Holy Ghost and we say, you know, God told me to do this and, and, and this, this happened and God told me to do this, God said this, God said this, God said this, God said this. In all reality, God didn't say anything. Amen. It was a leading. It was a perception on the inside of us. Amen. But see, every time we say, God told me this, God said this, God said this, the people that don't know how to do it, they're like, well, good Lord, God never tells me anything. I can't, man, I don't know. I, can't, I, guess I, I guess I can't be led by the Spirit because God don't speak to me like that. Well, well, if we can use the correct terminology, amen, and stop trying to put, stop trying to put a little more authority on it and saying God said it. Amen. And just say that it seems good. Seems good to me in the Holy Ghost. This is, this is, what, this is what we're going to do. Amen. I'm telling you, it will, it will help other people around us to begin to be able to, to, to lean into or yield into that unction that God has given unto us. Now, spiritual perception, it is in Acts 27, verse 10, when Paul was leaving Crete, going unto... Uh, going back into Rome, right? We, uh, Paul stood up and he said, I, I perceive there's going to be a danger. I perceive, I have a, I have a, in, I have a spiritual witness on the inside of me, right? That, there, that there's danger coming if we leave this place. Why? Because it's in hurricane season. And God didn't speak to him and say, don't leave that. No, he had to eat. I perceive there's going to be problems to our ship. There's going to be problems to the people. There's going to be problems to our goods. And what happened? They left that because the, the Roman centurion said, I'm going to believe the captain over you, little Christian boy. What? What do you know? I'm telling you, he knows a lot because he yield, he's yielded unto the Spirit of God. And so they left that place. What happened? They lost their ship. They lost all their goods. And I'm telling you, they would have lost their lives if Paul wasn't with them because he was on a mission to Rome. Amen? And God was going to make sure that he, he got there. Amen? But it was a spiritual perception, a spiritual perceiving, a spiritual leading on the inside of us. It is a, it is a still, small voice, church, I'm telling you. If you will get into this place where you will yield into this inward witness, the spiritual perception, I'm telling you, it'll help you with your date life. You know, you, you, any of you looking for a husband or looking for a wife, I'm telling you, it will help you in that position. You will not make the wrong choice. Amen. The Holy Ghost, because the Holy Ghost knows, not that the person's bad. Amen. But the Holy Ghost will keep you even from the bad people or the people that just aren't right for me. If you will yield into that, if you'll yield to what he has for you, it will, it will help you with, hmm. There's no help you with watching what you watch on TV or what you go watch in the cinemas. You say, what is that? I'm a, I'm Christian. I'm free. I can do whatever I want. I can watch, I can watch all those things and it doesn't bother me. It doesn't harm me. Well, I'm telling you church, when you allow the sewer of the world to come through your spirit, you're going to get tainted with it. I'm telling those people that say, oh, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't harm me. You're the ones that it's already harmed. Amen. You're the ones already gotten calloused to the things of God. Listen to what the Spirit of God is trying to say to us. Listen unto the leading of the Spirit of God, and it will help us. I'm telling you, even your music, church, even your music, 
You know, how many of y'all know that the Holy Ghost desires us to listen to, to things that are going to provoke spiritual things on us? Provoke, you know, uh, worship with him. Amen? It's as simple as this. Say, oh, that sounds awfully religious. No, it sounds like awfully people that are led by the Spirit. Amen? It sounds like people that are, that are dedicated, wanting to, wanting to get more intimate with the things of God. Amen? And not, not pushing out against the things of God. We need to yield into that spiritual subject. I'm telling you, he's talking, he's talking to us. He's leading us. He's directing us. If we'll, we'll learn to, to lend ourselves to those things. You know, when I first got the revelation of freedom in my own life, when I got saved, years after I got saved, you know, there's a band I used to love to listen to. It's uh, Aaron Lewis. Uh, he, he, he's the lead singer for a band named Stained. And I, I love their music. BC, before, before I was a Christian. Just like I, I loved Eminem, BC, before I was Christian. There's a lot of things I used to love before I got saved. Well, I got this revelation on freedom. I was like, glory to God. I'm, I'm, gonna go, I'm buying that album. And I went and I downloaded it on YouTube, man. I, I plugged it into the car and I, and I went on down the street. I got through like two songs and it's like, man, just something was cringing up on the inside of me. And I'm like, oh man, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to I'll come back to that later. And the next day I went and I said, oh yeah, let's see what Stained has on today. You know, I plugged it in and, and you know what? I say I got that same cringe on the inside of me. I didn't. I, I only listened to one song, and then the third day came. I said, "Ah, I know the third day is going to be good, right?" So I, I plugged it in. I couldn't even get through like the first lyrics of the first, you know, chorus of the song without without this cringing on the inside of me. And I said, "Okay, Lord, okay, Lord." I, I hear that leading. I hear that what I do, and I deleted it off of iTunes. Amen? It's not that, not that it was bad, but it's not something that, well, I wouldn't say that it's great, but it's not, some, it's not something that, you, that we need to really listen to. It's definitely not something that the Spirit of God wanted me to listen to. Well, I see, see, listen, not all things are evil. How many of y'all know that? Not all things are evil, but not all things are profitable. I mean, not all people are evil, but not all of them are profitable in your lives. Amen. Not, just like Paul says in, in what is that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23, all things are lawful to me, but not all things. I, I can eat anything, I can drink anything, I, I understand these things. They, they may be lawful for me, but they're not beneficial, they're not profitable to us. Some things will hinder us, some things will harm us if we if we allow them to get into our midst. Amen. Now go with me here to Colossians chapter 3. Yeah, Colossians chapter 3. In Colossians chapter 3, let's see, in verse 15 here, it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in one body, and be ye thankful. He goes, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching you and admonishing you in, in others and in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing with grace in your hearts and unto the Lord. He says, And whatsoever you do in word and deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. He says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. You know, a, a, a better way of saying that is like, let the peace of God be an umpire in your hearts. Let it be an umpire. You know, before we had instant replay on every sporting event out there, you know, when the umpire would come out there, he made, he made a decision, it was done. It was it. You move on. You get about your business. It doesn't matter if it was right, wrong, indifferent. When he made the call, you went, you went for it. It was just the way the game was played. Amen? 
Well, it's the same thing on the inside of us. We're being led by the, by the Holy Ghost. We're being led by the Spirit of God on the inside of us. We need to allow that peace of God be our, our umpire. Follow that peace. Follow that peace. When you get a red light, you stop. When you don't have peace, you stop. When you, don't, when you have the green light, you just keep on going. We just keep on going. We keep on allowing the Spirit of God to lead us in everything we do. You say, well, how can we, how can we just follow these peace? Well, church, you're, you're engrafted into the Word. You're engrafted into the vine. I mean, you're engrafted into the, to the, to the prince of peace, church. You know, he, he, this peace is your green light on the inside of you. You know, Brother Hagen describes it as a, as a velvety, as a velvety feel on the inside of you. Now, I'm telling you, church, when we, when, we, when we begin to describe the things of God and how the Spirit wants to lead us, man, Natural words are very hard to describe these things. It's very hard. It's like a velvety feel. It's like a, a red light, green light on the inside of you. It's like a, a pulling, a tugging, like a, like a magnet. It's, it's a spiritual thing on the inside of us. But every one of us have felt it. Every one of us have gotten that no. Every one of us have gotten that cringe in our stomach when we've got near something. I tell you, that's the Holy Ghost saying, stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yo, back up. Don't listen to that. Don't say that. <laughs> And then you got that, that freedom. You know, when you have that freedom, you just keep on moving. You keep on going. You keep on, I'm telling you, church, I've, I've, I've bought, I buy houses with this inward witness. I buy cars with the inward witness. You know, the people I associate with and friends, it's all by this inward witness where the peace of God is at on the inside of me. See, you know, the house, the place where we move all over the place, I'm telling you, church, and I, I've never bought one with God saying, this is it, you need to buy this place. It's never been like that, not once. But there was a peace. There's not a peace here but there's a piece over here. There's not a piece there, but there's a piece over here. And we just keep on moving. We follow that piece. We let peace be an umpire. Let it rule in your heart. Anytime something doesn't feel right. Now, listen, I'm not talking about a fear. Because many times when God tells you to do something, you know, a fear like, oh, no, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't want to go say to that person. I don't want to go pray for them. I don't want to do this. I don't want to step out on that. I don't want to quit my job. I'm not talking about that kind of fear coming upon you. That, that's not a red light. That's your flesh. Amen. Let your flesh and your mind push them back against what God wants to do. I'm telling you, it's, it's an absolute cringe. You, you know it, and I know each and every one of you know it, that it is, a, it is an absolute stoplight on the inside of you. Yield to that stoplight. You know, don't, don't walk through it. I'm telling you, what happens, what happens when you go through it? You're, you're going to get smashed. You know, you're going to have a car that's going to come through and it's going to smack you. You know, listen to that inward witness. Listen to the Spirit of God on the inside of you. This is the majority of the way he's going to be leading you at church. You know, this is the majority of the way he will lead you. You know, there's many obstacles in our Christian walk, you know. I think sometimes Christians, we can be a bit naive, and we think, you get saved, get filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, and we, we learn a little bit of things about the Word, and, and everything's just going to be like this. It's going to be sunny days, just walking in the park, you know, following God, you know. And that's not necessarily the way it is. Amen. Now, when obstacles, because I'm telling you, the adversary, the more you get pressed into the things of God, the adversary's coming after you. But praise God, you got the Holy Ghost that's going to lead you, guide you, and direct you. You can see the adversary's going to put a snare in front of you there. He's going to put a trap there. He's going to use this person to hinder you here. He's going he's to try to talk to this person to stop you here. And the Holy Ghost, if you can, if you can get to that, that following of that red light and that green light, you, you'll, you'll come, oh, there's a stop there. So, you know, go to the left. And you just kind of, he'll meander you around the mind path if you will allow 
allow him to do it. But you have to yield into that on the inside of you. You have to yield into the function on the inside of you, the red light or the green light. We have to yield to these things. Going through the mountains. I mean, how many of you know when a mountain comes from how do you know if you're going to go through it? See, many times the Lord just tells you, you know, put your head down and go through it. You know, storms all around you. You just, you just put your head down, believe me, and walk right through it. Sometimes he's going to say, no, I need you to go around it. Why? Because he knows what's on the backside of it. See, other times he'll tell you, you know what? Command that thing and cast it into the sea. But see, we got to be led by the Spirit to know if we're going to walk through it, walk around it, or command it to, to be cast in the sea. But we have to know by the leading of the Spirit of God and what we are doing. Amen? He will get you through these obstacles. Real quickly here, and I'll finish up here with this last, these last verses. In 1 John chapter 2, I think it's chapter 2, verse 20, it says, But you have an unction from the Holy One on the inside of you. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. He says, I have not written to you because you know not the truth, but because you know it and that, the, and that there is no lie in the truth. How many of y'all know that you can know all things? You can know all things by what? By the unction. By this unction, by the Spirit, by this perception, by, this, by the Holy Ghost that dwells on the inside of you. You have the unction. You can be led by that. You can know all things. You say, well, Pastor, I, I, know, I don't know a whole lot of things. I'm not talking about you, silly. I'm not talking about what you have in your brain. I'm not talking about what the things that you learned. I'm talking about the unction of the Spirit of God can lead you and guide you into all things. But it's that soft directional pull. It's that leading, it's that soft directional pull, it's that red light, it's that green light, it's the, it's the yellow light, it's, it's that buzzer going off on the inside of you. Church, we need to get to that place where we listen to it. How many of y'all have heard, how many of y'all have heard people say, I don't know, I don't know why I did it, I just had some intuition, just something in my gut said to do this. That's your spirit. That's the spirit, man. That's the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, giving you the yes, giving you the no. Do this, do this. You don't have to understand why. You just yield into those things. It's safe to yield into those things when we're Christians, amen? Now, I'll end, I'll, I'll end with this. Here, if you, if you want to come on up. Um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give that example, and then I'll close off here. You know, me, myself... You know, come, and I'm kind of putting most of these examples uh, together through how God leads us because in me and Kimberly's coming over here, God led us in many different ways to come over here. But when we first started, you know, to, to, to believe God to get into missions, right, to, to leave, leave Texas and, and go, go elsewhere, it was all by the leading of the Spirit of God. It was all by this inward witness. It, it, there was never a... There is never a, you need to go here or you don't need to go here. There, there is never any of that with me, amen? You say, you say what I say? Well, well, as you well know, when we first wanted to go into missions, we wanted to go to Mexico, right? The Lord never said no. We just had a stoplight on the inside of us. This couple of our friends that were associate pastors in Houston for like seven years, they were, they were going back to Denmark and they were gonna pastor a church over there and something just fired up on the inside of me. I was like, you know what? You know, I think, I think we may go with you on that. We're going to pray about that, and I think we're going to go. I mean, it's completely out in left field. But it was just something on the inside that said, you know what, I think, I think, we're, I think we may do that. You know, and we start looking into things and looking into visas and looking all, into all kinds of different things to, to be able to move, you know, from state to state. And as the further I got into it, I just had a red light saying, no, stop. Just a stop. So I had to pick up the phone, and I had to call them. I said, you know what? 
you know, we're, we're not, I don't, the Lord's just not letting me go that way. You know, I'm, we're going we're gonna to have to seek some things out. We're going to, you know, we're going to go into some different directions, you know. You know, how many of you know that that can be one of the most difficult things you can do is when you begin to speak to people and tell people what God's trying to tell you to do. And then, and then when God gives you a slightly different path, you have to say, you know what, I was wrong. On that. I think God was just trying to, to move me and maneuver me in a direction. I'm telling you, that is a pitfall. That pride that is on the inside of you that, that will get you to, to, not, to not pull back, but, but to keep on pushing forward with everything you had. That, that is a pride, and I'm telling you, that will end up in getting yourself out of the will of God. Amen. So, so I told him, I said, you know what? Yeah, I think I missed that, you know, but, uh, but I'm going to pray. because well. Well, I'm going to continue to pray about Europe. Maybe there'll be something over in Europe that would go. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of the Mediterranean islands like Malta or something cool like that. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go where it's nice and warm, amen? And about, and about a month later, I talked to him again. I was like, and I was going to tell him what the Lord has been talking to me. And he said, well, what are you doing? I said, well, um, we're still praying things out, seeing what the Lord has for me. He said, you know what? Why, why don't you, why don't you uh, go test out Ireland? I said, you know what? That's funny. Uh, me and my wife, we just got uh, plane tickets. We're going over there to pray things out, you know, see what, see what the Lord would have for us over there. You know, and when we went over here, man, just a green light opened up. Amen. A green light just opened up. And we, we went all around the nation. We're praying, just seeking God, seeing what he, we, what he wanted to do. It wasn't a, Ryan, you need to go to Ireland. That's not, that's not what it was. Just, it, was just a, it was a nice green light on the inside of me. It's a peace. It's a peace that transcends all your understanding. Amen. We're, we're just walking through. Now, we, and then we made several trips coming back and forth. We're trying to find the right city, and I, can't, and I couldn't find it. I kept bumping my knee. I told everyone in the church, you know, we're going to be going to Galway, and it's going to be great, you know, because this is where I thought we were going to be doing it. And, and I kept on, you know, bumping my knee, and finally, you know, I was like, man, Lord, I don't know. Is this where you want us to go or not? And I was at a conference back in Galveston, I believe it was. And Pastor Sam Carr, you know, he stopped, he said, I got a word for you, Ryan. And he stopped and said, no. He goes, I'll, I'll, give you that to, I'll give that to you later. And I said, okay. You know, and after the service, he came, I, I came up to him and I said, well, what, what, what did you have for me there, Pastor? And uh, this is, Pastor Sam is an amazing man of God. Maybe, hopefully, you guys will get to see him here next year. Maybe, I think he's going to try to come to the conference. But he said, you know, he goes, I was sitting there in the Lord, and uh, he goes, I didn't want to tell this in front of everybody because I don't really know what it entails. You know, he goes, but I just wanted to give it directly to you. I said, what is that? He said, well, the Lord tells me you keep on walking, you keep on bouncing your, your, your shins against everything. You're, you're, everywhere you go, you're bouncing your shin, you're bouncing your shin here, you're bouncing your knee here, and, you, and you're just, but he goes, you're in the right place, just keep on seeking. He goes, does that make any sense to you? And I was like, yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense to me, you know? And then we were flying back over to Ireland, two weeks later and then the Lord allowed Dublin to become part of our heart and we became part of All Nations Church not, 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 too, not too long after that but the, the point I'm trying to make is church we gotta, you gotta be sensitive to these things See, this is how God wants to make in big decisions in your life, not, not just the little ones, not just you know, do I want to wear the blue shirt or the green shirt today no, no the big decisions in your life you say it's, man, it's, so, but it's so hard to hear, but the more you yield to those things, the more you, you yield into that pulling into that leading, I'm telling you, it'll be like buzzers going off and you'll have no doubt. You'll have no doubt when the Lord is trying to, to send you in the right direction. Hmm. 
Church, we need to stop getting to the point where we expect God to write things in the clouds for us. Amen. Praise God when he gives us something spectacular. Amen. But I even thank God more so by the leading of the Holy Ghost, by that small leading of the Holy Ghost. Don't get caught missing God, seeking after the spectacular things and miss the supernatural. And so I think someone made to hear that in here today. Don't miss God seeking after the, super, uh, the, the spectacular supernatural in your life, and then you'll miss the, the supernatural. See, the, the inward witness, the still small voice, it is, it is just as supernatural as an angel appearing to everyone in here today, or Jesus walking in here today. It's, ju- it's just that real. It's just as much God as anything else. But many of us, we get so caught up in the spectacular things, needing something big to happen in our lives, we miss, we miss how God's trying to, to lead us on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute-by-minute minute basis, amen? We just got to have our ears open to these things, amen? Yielding to His Spirit, yielding to the Holy Ghost, how He desires to lead you, amen? Well, stand to your feet, and let's, let's uh, pray, and then we'll be dismissed. Well, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. But most, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the spirit of God that you placed on the inside of each and every one of us. Lord, I thank you for each and every way you desire to lead us. But I thank you most of all for this inward witness. I thank you most of all for this still small voice as you lead us, guide us, and direct us in everything. Lord, I thank you for the spectacular, but mm, Lord, I thank you that you desire to lead us on a in everything that we do. Lord, help us add a sensitivity. Help us open up our ears to hear. Help us to to sense that drawing, that magnetic pull, that perceiving, that seeming on the inside of us, that peace, that red light, that green light in everything that we do, Lord. We thank you. Give us a boldness to step out, even if we make mistakes. Father, if we have trust that you'll move us back into the right direction. So we thank you for it, Lord. We praise you for it in Jesus' name, Lord. And as we exit out of this house, Lord, I thank you, Lord. I take a hold of Psalms 91, as is a tradition of this church, Lord. It says that no evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come to our dwelling place. Lord, for you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we are, that we are your children. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High guided and directed by everything that you do, Lord, that you, that you keep us from every snare, every pitfall, every, every mind that the adversary has for each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we are, that we are protected in the railways, the seaways, the airways, the motorways and the walkways, Lord, that no wicked plan from a wicked man or the devil himself shall come against us and harm us. We thank you for the jobs that you've blessed us with. We thank you for the opportunities and ministry. Lord, we thank you that we are a blessing in everything we do. Thank you, Lord, that everything we put our hands to, it does prosper. Lord, we thank you for ideas. We thank you for intuition and your leading to where we can make our companies blessed just because we're there. We thank you for it, Lord. We praise you for it. We thank you for our church. We walk out of here in faith and love towards you and love towards one another. Walking out of here as the ambassadors of Christ, you've called us to be thanking you, Lord, here at the Island Church. We are covered by your blood. We're empowered by your word. And we're anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.